1: Four, three, two, one. Cue music.
0: This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman.
1: Greetings and welcome to Movies First. I'm Chris Coleman. Alex First with me in just a second. In fact, let's bring him in now because I have a question for you, Alex. Greetings to you, sir. Ah, uh, Indeed, indeed. You're quirky and kooky, aren't you? I am. I have a question you for are. you, though. No, yes. I have a question. Uh, look, we've discussed many times over the years People becoming famous for a role and then finding it hard to do something that is not related to that role. Mark Hamill from the Star Wars films, I think is a case in point. He has been very much typecast or sort of people fear casting him because, well, Luke Skywalker. But here we have a movie where he is about <laughs> as far as he can possibly be from Luke Skywalker in Brigsby Bear. Absolutely. I, I was thinking about you and your good self, you know. Go you away. In fact- Backyard
0: cricket, you know, cast as, what were you, an extra? Uh, Anyway, whatever your cast as, what's your next movie role going to be, huh? I'm just just curious.
1: I'm waiting for the next offer, the next suitable offer to come along. All
0: right, so directors who are listening to this, please. You know, Chris is open to anything. He doesn't, he comes cheap, so, you know, it'll be fine. He's got a good voice, you know, shame about that. No, no. Anyway, Mark Hamill, Star Wars. Yes, indeed. Uh, Yeah, typecast, what do you reckon, huh?
1: Well, I, I think it happens. I think it, he's had probably more issue with that than anyone else.
0: Well, yeah, I'm not sure about than anyone else, but there'd be there'd be few others that would. Uh, yeah, look, he'd be in the top ten, wouldn't he? It? Yeah, it, it's different. It's it's in a sense though, if you're going to be famous for something. I reckon being famous for Star Wars is a pretty way, decent way to go, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, not a, not such a bad thing, no.
0: Not such a bad thing. I, I mean, I, I don't know what that's going to do to his bank balance. I mean, if you're an actor and you, you simply can't get roles, I, I don't know how he's filled in his dime. I really don't. I mean, that 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 would be interesting. Let me just look up his CV in terms of an actor and, and how prolific he's been. I'm just trying to do that. My, my computer's sort of stopped. Is yours working? Uh,
1: I can tell you that he has, right, got, believe it or not, 306 300. movie credits. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a I, lot of so,
0: acting credits, yeah. So there you go. I mean, there's there's been a lot of stuff. I mean, I can see TV, I can see video games, you know, TV movies and TV series and, and so forth, but, yeah, I'm... There, I'm there are no
1: real roles there, and I apologise to Mark Hamill fans, but there are no real roles there where they really leap off the page
0: there's Sushi Girl. I never saw that. It was in 2012. I'm struggling here. You're right.
1: There's a lot of voiceovers for video games and so on. Look, not decrying it, but just again, it shows how difficult it can be for someone in Hollywood when they are in such a successful franchise.
0: Yeah, look, that's true. I mean, James Bond, I suppose, that's the other one that people get typecast you know you're a bond what, what else can you do mind you I mean Sean Connery did quite a bit of other stuff and Daniel Craig hasn't exactly been a slouch when it comes to to acting so he's well,
1: Brosnan yeah. had a, had a sizable body of work beforehand so he's been able to do a few things uh, post bond
0: yeah well look he this is he's now in this quirky movie called Brigsby Bear a heinous crime is at the core of this one. And it's really a, it's really creative, shall we say. And I reckon it's bound to attract a cult following. There is a lot to enjoy about this childish take on the world for adult audiences. But I, I can't get away from this rather uncomfortable premise that underpins the story. Childhood is when impressionable minds open widest to the mesmerizing power of entertainment. And it's not all that hard to recall connecting with a, a show, a TV show, so completely feels like a magical world created just for you. And, I mean, I suppose when, when I look back, I think, gee, I, I couldn't wait for the next episode of Get Smart when I came home from school. Loved it. Good you know? times. Yeah, absolutely. And Faulty Towers. and you know, um, there, there were a number of programs like that that I couldn't get enough of. My question is, what if it actually was, if, it, if this actual magical world was a real world? Now, there's a super fan called James, played by Kyle Mooney, and he's obsessed to the point of religiosity with this clever, goofy kid show called Briggsby Be Bear. Now, he's a bright, sensitive young adult, still living at home. He's grown up with this fantasy series, and the program has grown with him, and it, it's got more complex over the years. So that's kind of intelligent programming, but but to say that James's intensely protective parents have kept their son a bit sheltered is a gross understatement. One dramatic night, James's insular world is upended. Now, through the disorienting but sporadically hilarious transition to a new life that follows after this world is upended, Brigsby Bear remains James's security blanket. And upon learning the series has been cancelled, shock horror, James adopts the old adage that the show must go on. (laughs) So this is a movie about friendship and family and nostalgia, which makes sense because it was actually made by three friends who went to school together. And I'm talking about the director, Dave McCary, co-writer, Kevin Costello, and the other writer and star, Kyle Mooney. They're now all involved, by the way, with... Saturday Night Live on US television. So, Gee, that's been a factory, hasn't it? It has been, and good on it. Fantastic. You need, you need programs that produce the goods. Saturday Night Live has lived up to all of its billing and all of its comedic greatness. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Movies First, reviews, previews and more with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Now, okay, here's my my next question. Can or should kidnapping and being held captive for a prolonged period be made light of, Christopher? Uh, um, You're towing a very fine line. You are. I mean, just think of the real-life horror stories that abound. And I ask that question because of the premise that underpins Brigsby Bear. In this case, the so-called abuse was of a different form, but really is that what matters? Here was this young kid snatched, denied the childhood any normal kid should have had. So for all of its humour, Brigsby Bear is undoubtedly and undeniably controversial. And it's attracted the big names that, well, you've already mentioned Mark Hamill, Claire Danes and Greg Kinnear join him. But it's the wide-eyed innocence of the key character, Mooney's James, and his interaction with others that makes this film special. He's this man-child living in a world that was created for him, even when he's rescued from that world. Given his indoctrination, he simply cannot leave his past behind. Brigsby Bear is wacky. It's also fun. Others don't know how to take James's view of the world, but when his enthusiasm carries the day, he inevitably wins these others over, and the power of social media is pervasive. What this goes to show is that for all my misgivings, I remain torn about whether this is the right and proper treatment of such serious subject matter. Brigsby Bear's charm is never in question. That's a problem, though, isn't it? Because if something is cult like cult like can prove to be a very very dangerous formula to fall foul of something that is painted as being funny
1: well, cult like can also
0: turn to cult very quickly too correct correct and that so i'm really struggling with this movie because i enjoyed it but i was very worried by it and and so it's almost unfair to sort of say, well, okay, give you a score. I'll give you one if I'm forced to, but the problem is that it almost it's self perpetuating. And a lot of what I've said worries me because people didn't say, well, this is really different. We should go along and see it. Well you probably should as long as you're as long as you're not sort of going to go in the other direction and say, well, okay, this really is there are some subjects I mean, okay, incest should you ever make fun of incest well
1: John Irving and, did in the hotel New Hampshire
0: yeah well and that that's my you know I I struggle with that I really do so well do you want to score out of 10 or do we not uh, no, that, that sp- is
1: yeah. that is entirely up to you bearing in mind you know you're you're the man who does the scores if you want to give a score give a score if you'd rather just say look the review says what it says and we don't need to give a score I, I'm happy with that I' I
0: just think I owe it because this is sort of what I do. I owe it for a score, but I, I do that with a warning. Seven out of ten for Brigsby
1: Bear. Okay. Seven with an asterisk, perhaps? Yeah, exactly.
0: You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favorite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.
1: From Audioboom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers and top secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell.